Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates so many amazing people who are working so hard to make Coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. Hey, we have a great show today, but before we do that, I just want to share, this is something I ran across on one of my newsletters, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty special, actually. And, uh, it, you know, what's interesting when you, and you probably do the same thing, when I see a quote that 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 is from somewhere, I kind of recognize the name, or maybe I recognize the name, and I don't really remember all there is to know about it. Of course, the internet today, especially uh, services like Wikipedia give you the ability to really dive into people. And I love going back and uh, and studying people that maybe I knew and some I didn't know anything about and, and learn about them and understand their significance in the world. But I ran across this quote because um, this was um, uh, the anniversary, I think, of, of her death. Uh, Althea Gibson, who was an American tennis great, and she broke some color barriers. And I went and looked. Here, here's the quote, and I'll tell you a little, little bit more about her. But she said this. No matter what the accomplishments you, you make, no matter what accomplishments you make, somebody helped you. Isn't that true? That's so true. But anyway, she she was born in August 25, uh, 1927. She died in 2003, September the 28th. That's what prompted uh, someone sharing the quote. Um, she was an American tennis player and professional golfer. She's one of the first black athletes to cross the color line of international tennis. In 1956, she became the first African-American to win a Grand Slam. The following year, she won both Wimbledon and U.S. Nationals, uh, then won both again in 1958 and was voted Female Athlete, uh, athlete of the Year uh, by the Associated Press both years. In all, she won 11 Grand uh, tur- slam tournaments. Wow. No matter what accomplishments you make, somebody helped you. You know, that got me thinking. What, I, what I'm going to do uh, after I get done with my shows today, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do a first draft. It's going to be a good exercise for me, and I want to suggest to you to do the same thing. And here's the exercise. Sit down and write a list of those who influence you most and why. And just put it down on paper. I think you're going to be surprised how long the list is. I mean, I just did some initial thinking about it, and I said, wow, that's that's a good exercise. It's a great way to, to remind your, yourself to, uh, to to be sure to continue to thank those who've had an impact in your life. I'm going to do that, and I'll share you my, my list tomorrow, for a matter of fact. But uh, Althea Gibson, she said, no matter what accomplishments you make, somebody help, helped you. And that, that is so darn true. Um, by the way, obviously, the, the people of Florida are still in our thoughts and prayers. They've got a lot of work to do to undig from that devastating storm. Uh, again, our thoughts and prayers are with them. And as we gather uh, relief efforts here in coastal Mississippi designed to help them, uh, I'll let you know what they are and how you can help. Okay, so uh, our thoughts and prayers will continue to be with them. Now let's shift gears and move over and say good morning to my friend, Captain Sonny Schindler. It's been a while since he and I have been together, but he's with Shore Thing Charter and been a regular here on this show and someone I really admire. Sonny, how you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. Good, good to see you, man. I know you've got friends that that live down in the areas that were impacted by the storm, but 
Man, what a d- tough time for them. Yeah, I mean, uh, of course, we all remember our our. I mean, we, you know, in ways we're still dealing with with the last couple storms, but it. Uh, I, I hope they, you know, bounce back and and like you said, the the, the people that that have helped you get to where you're at. You, you're going to find out the good ones and the bad ones quick. So ho- hopefully yeah. they they get back going and not much injury or incident. Yeah. You know what? One of the I wrote a I wrote a book of of lessons after Katrina. Maybe one day I'll publish it. But one of the lessons in the book this kind of goes to the point that you just made. It, one of the lessons in the book said, "Why is it that people you expected to step up didn't?" And, I, and let me say this: some people that you expected to step up didn't, and others that you never even thought would. You so you didn't. They weren't even in your mind that they would exceeded your expectations and came out of every, you know, came out of the, out of the woodwork to help. And you, and over and over again, you said, wow, how did I underestimate that person? How did I not realize that person? And here's what I came to say. And this is the rest of the lesson that in our busy world, we too often spend time focusing on the type A personalities, the self promoters, the people that are kind of out there. And sometimes there's substance behind that facade that they create, and sometimes there's not. When you have a major disaster, you sometimes find that out. And there are other people, these type B personalities that are out there not self-promoting. They're quietly getting amazing work done. They're just good people doing great work. And then when something like a major storm hits, they come out of the woodwork and step up to the plate. So what I what I you know the 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 learning from the lesson is take more time to understand the essence of others. You know, you know, Katrina helped us understand that in our busy lives we too often underestimate people and don't take the time to look people in the eyes and really get to know who they are and uh, that's so true did that ring true with you as well it is man and, and look as, as awful and terrible as katrina was uh and i don't ever want to do it again but uh the the aftermath of of getting everything our, our family and friends and and jobs and and finances back together uh i loved it man i mean we we had people we had people at our house every night mine was livable um so we had people living on our front lawn and family and every you know every room and dogs and kids and babies and uh i once was enough you know but there was a lot of a lot of good things that came out of it there is you know and, and and there's um there's a lot that's been written about when you go through a major disaster like that, how it has a way of wiping out all the other stuff in your life, lives and reminding you what in life is most important. And obviously, the most important thing is life itself. Mm-hmm. But then beyond that, you know, it helps you understand this lesson that we learned and I talk about on this show pretty regularly. And that is that. At the end of the day, buildings don't make a community. It's the people that make the community. And after a major event where you've lost so much of the physical characteristics of a, of a town is when you really come to understand that in the heart and soul of the people who live there, in our case, coastal Mississippi, which is one of the reasons why this is such a special place, because we have, we have had that lesson delivered to us so fundamentally that um, you know when the going gets tough, we really do care about each other and we understand you know, really what is important. And, you know, I remember this moment after Katrina, my two sons and I, uh, my family and I stayed at our house on Back Bay and damn near got killed. And it was the worst decision I ever made in my life. But, 
but anyway, um, after the storm, we were standing outside on on uh, in our backyard, and my son Justin, we were looking, you know, no no power or anything, and we were looking up in the sky, and my son Justin said, "Dad, what about the what about the hurricane?" made the sky so much brighter. You know, this, you can see the stars so much better now. It's so much prettier out here. And I, you know, I went on to tell him about, you know, lights and power, you know, have a way of, you know, not letting you see that. But, but I, I thought in that moment that, you know, we're going to make it. And, you know, even here's my son, I, you know, he's very young at the time and he's, he's seeing the good in at it. You know, you just see it, see it from their, their eyes and uh, we made it. And the people of Florida will have the same experience. And it will be hard. And we know that it's going to be hard. And there's probably a lot that we can do, you know, Coastal Mississippi can do to help them. And we don't fully appreciate or understand what that is yet. But as we as it continues to evolve, we'll, we'll share it with listeners for sure. Hey, listen, we're in the midst of cruising the coast, man. Cruising the coast, one of the most important events in our coast history. When you think about the way these communities of Coastal Mississippi fit together, it's a really unique it's a very, very unique cruising event. That's why year after year is like the number one in the nation cruising event. And the reason is because it involves like this big, you know, like headquarters, but then there are these peripheral events that are taking place in cities all along coast of Mississippi. And it's just big time. So if you're a cruiser and you're listening, welcome to coast of Mississippi, man. We love having you here. And from the first part of that conversation, I think you got a sense of, you know, what is in the heart and soul of coast of Mississippians. And it's a deep respect for one another and a resiliency that is unmatched in America. And uh, we welcome you here, and I hope you're seeing that and the people that you're coming in contact with. Hey, uh, hey, Sonny, so do you see cruises on your boats uh, you know, during the Cruise on the Coast week? Yeah, yeah, they, they, they come fishing with us. Uh, I had a good one a couple of years ago. I had a guy, I think he had an old, uh, old Chevy truck, and uh, we took him fly fishing, him and his wife. Down, down in the Luxy Marsh weather. They always seem to get the best weather for that week. I, I, I think they got a storm one year, but the other 20-something years, they always get it beautiful. But, yeah, we had a great day fly fishing for redfish. And that night, the event was up. I live in Diamond Head. I uh, was up here in Diamond Head. So after I put the boat away and got something to eat, I came by. I think we do the blessing of the blessing of the cars. Went by and said hello and met, met the crew he'd come in with. I think he was from North Louisiana. Uh, but yeah, no, 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 they they come with us. It's it's always a treat to have them here. Hey, when we come back on the other side, we're going to talk about fishing. <laughs> Actually, before we talk about fishing, I'm curious to know if any of the captains that are in this large uh, company that I think they have more captains and more boats than any other uh, charter company on the coast. I think that's still true. We'll talk about that on the other side. But do they have any cars and do they get involved in cruising the coast? And then we're going to talk about fishing, which has been incredible because we've had a great summer with not a lot of rain. The salinity's been up high. You know, the weather's been very cooperative for the most part. And they've been able to do things, and we've been able I've said this on my outdoor show, it's some of the best fishing I've seen in a long, long time. Okay, when we come back, we'll have Captain Sonny Schindler, and we'll continue the conversation. See you after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Captain Sonny Schindler. 
And uh, you know, we uh, we we covered some good ground. But you know, it's it's Sonny, it's 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 uh, it was good to talk to you about that because I think you know you think about what the people of Florida are going through, and it makes you a little bit somber, and it does remind you of what we went through. And through all the all the challenges, you know, it, when you can find the time to get your head above the debris and see life is going to be, you know, you're still, you know, you're going to move forward and you're going to find a way out. And there are people who sympathize with what you're going through. Sometimes I think it's good to share some of what we've been through with others to, to, to help them. And hopefully we'll have that opportunity. So thank you for having that conversation with me. Hey, so um, first of all, I want to get the answer to this question. Still the, the largest number of boats in a fleet uh, in coastal Mississippi for your company? Coastal Mississippi and I think Northern Gulf. Uh, right now we've got 10 full-time guides that work just strictly for shore thing. And we actually have 11 boats. Alex Alex brought in that offshore boat. So, um, and it's good. They're, they're staying busy and, and, you know, the Cat Island house is rolling and the day trips are rolling and the birding trips are rolling and the research trips are rolling. So <laughs> we're just, we're very happy and very thankful. And, you know, they, they keep coming back. So it, it seems to be everybody's doing their job and, and getting, getting everybody back down here to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Well, we'll talk in a minute about what makes your business so unique and the approach that you guys use, the fact that you're trailerable and are able to really go where the fish are, this awesome relationship you have with um, and how you've integrated Cat Island into your into the opportunities for people who visit Coastal Mississippi. It's awesome. And by the way, I also want to talk about uh, the Shaggy Charter Docks that, that I talked uh, with uh, Ronnie Daniel and uh, Rimmer Covington about recently. I know that you've had some experience there. We'll get there as well. But hey, before we move to fishing, one last question. Do any of your captain have boats, I mean, excuse me, cars that are engaged in the uh, Cruising the Coast event? We do. They they have several. So Kenny Kenny's got a big old. Uh, I think he's got a '79 Ford uh, with the super swamper tires. Uh, Darren's got a seven. I think it's also a '78 or '79 Bronco. Gorgeous. And Darren's son Colton, uh, he is like unbelievable uh, vehicle restoration. So he's got some old Fords. Our friend Derek uh, has another Bronco. Jimmy has a Jeep, an old CJ that he that he does, and then tons of friends and family. Uh, so cru- cruising's big. It's 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 kind of neat to fish fish and cruise that whole week. So it's we love it. You know we love everybody down here and love seeing the cars. Everybody does. Well, what makes as we talked about with Remmer and Ronnie, and you and I have talked about this many times before because this is also true with the setup over in uh, Bay St. Louis, is that what makes this unique? If you're going down to Venice, which you finished fish down there many times before, you know you you know it well. Of course, Remmer was a char- charter boat down there, captain down there as well. But when you when you're spending time out of Venice, when you go to Venice, first of all, it's a long drive, and when you get there. You're going to fish. <laughs> so if you bring your family, they're going to fish too, or they're going to be probably pretty bored. What's great about coastal Mississippi is that you can do some of the best fishing in the northern Gulf, and your family will have just a plethora of things that they can do as well. So, um, And it all starts at these points of entry, like, like for example, Pascrishan Harbor. But what, what they've done there with the charter docks is just incredible, isn't it? It is. And, you know, Remmer's Remmer's got a great vision. He's got a great background in business and and chartering. Uh, Super likable guy, I'm sure. It's very, very hard to find somebody that doesn't doesn't, uh, 
have anything good to say about Rimmer. And then, you know, Ron, Ronnie's kicking, kicking tail down there as well. Well, we're doing a big charity event that he's hosting. Uh, I think he pulled every boat, you know, in the, in the harbor to come help him. Everybody gets along. You know, everybody works for the greater good. Uh, captains helping other captains. Rimmer and his staff are so helpful with everything. You know, a lot of people jump off the boats, take a bag of fish upstairs and uh, eat fish, you know, a couple minutes seconds after it's been clean he just he gets it you know and he 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 gets it and he's not a smoke blower he he says he's going to do something he does it or he'll ask for our input and he's just he's a really really practical uh thinker and just He's he's a jewel, man. Every, everybody's a big fan of Rimmer. What, what was so interesting about? I really enjoyed getting to know his background better. But you know, the thought that he was, uh, you know, went to school and he's working in an office, and then did did the charter boat captaining on the weekends. You know, I think he was working in Jackson and driving to Venice to to do that. Eventually, decided to do that. His partner now in Shaggy, you know, he they he became a partner's charter business. He launched um, Mexican Gov Charter Business, man. I mean, which is now one of the top you know charter businesses out of uh, the Gulf of Mexico for tuna fishing and all that. But you know, and then after the oil spill, he went into he really diversified and kind of found his way through how he could stay alive with the with the realities of the oil spill coming together, and then going into the the restaurant business with his partner. So you know, you think you know the the accumulation of these experiences helped him understand how to take a vision around something like Shaggy's charter docks and take it to the next level becomes sort of this you know first and the gulf kind of experience but it's it's a uh, it's cool to see people like him take the the sum total of their experience and give back you know just try to help help improve life for everybody and it's just a great story and by the way i love the way that you guys talk about each other i'm talking about specifically the charter companies that compete with each other for for customers you don't really see it that way do you no, not at all. I mean, the, the, the constant threads and texts that we that we have, I mean, our, our families and friends all hang out together. Sure, there's there's always going to be a competition. That's just ingrained in these guys. But um, we everybody kind of gets it. There, yeah. There's no sure thing chart. It's, you know, Mississippi Gulf Coast first um, and then then it kind of breaks breaks down but if you know somebody has a bad experience down here we all get lumped together as that <laughs> charter company down in mississippi so we do a good job to show them a good time then you've got the walking billboard back in you know the midwest or jackson or wherever so everybody kind of gets it uh, we help each other you know if, if yeah. somebody's doing better than someone else then they pull the other guy up and we all trade that role uh you, you're a hero one day and zero the next so we try and get everybody doing well ronnie made a good point and you've made this point before many times and that is that when you think about people that you take out they could be from anywhere in the united states and they saved up a lot of money it might be a special occasion a birthday or an anniversary or you know whatever it may just be they wanted they need a break and they've saved their money and they're coming down here 
And you know there may be cha- there may be weather challenges. There may be you know maybe some you know fresh water challenge. There may be all kinds of stuff. But you've got to be willing to do what it takes to show them a good time, no matter what. Because you know just like you said, the accumulation of them going back is a domino effect of opportunity for you guys in the future. If someone does have a bad experience, it's not good. And what I, I love it that that no matter who I talk to in your groups, there is this sense of responsibility to make every experience the best that it could be. And you really believe it, don't you? I do. I Look, man, I, and I tell you time and time again, uh, I'm a good fisherman, but I'm not world's greatest fisherman. But I am a really, really good entertainer. So, you know, my, my fishing trip is not just a fishing trip. There's dolphins, there's birds, there's history. You know, if they're at one of our docks and the crab traps are baited, I'm, you know, the kids are pulling crab traps. We're throwing cast nets. Uh, that's in addition to hopefully catching a box of fish. And then we're sending them off to Shaggy's or the Tiger to go get to go get a meal with the fish they caught. So um, it's the experience. You know, we, we don't sell a fish. We sell the whole experience, whether it's at Cat Island or on any one of our different types of trips. Um, and it works. It, it, it's, you know, we failed at things. We're going to fail at other things, but we've got a pretty good game plan right now. The, the return rate is super duper high. Uh, all I do all, you know, all day is we handle phones and emails when we're off the water. I'd, r- I'd rather be fishing because I can get away <laughs> from the phone and, and the email a little bit. But, it's, but you guys it's have a you. You have a unique approach. Different charter guys have different kinds of specialties, but anywhere from the Pearl River, you know, basin to Louisiana Marsh, to Chandelier, to all along coastal Mississippi, to Back Bay Biloxi, uh, you're, you're unique. As I mentioned, uh, relationship with with Cat Allen, how that's working. Um, since we're getting close to the end of this segment, we'll, we'll, we'll pick up the Cat Allen house on the other side and talk about how that's working and whatever. But when you think about how diversified you are, and as you pointed out, you know, some of your boats can, you know, you, know, you can go to hit the glass minnows off the barrier islands, you know, in some of the boats that you have, but then you have an offshore boat as well. If somebody wants to go catch snapper or even go further, find some weed lines this time of year and catch some mai mai, that's a lot of fun. So, um, as I say on my show all the time, uh, Super Talk Outdoors. We're the capital of the outdoors in America, and there's a reason we're the capital of the outdoors in America. When you put it all together, no one's going to beat the diversified outdoor opportunity that we have here in, in Mississippi. No one. No one. You might be able to go in Montana and have a good elk hunt and so, so on, but you're not going to find a collection of outdoors activities, hunting, fishing, canoeing, whatever bird you talked about the bird scene i mean it's incredible what what can happen there so when we come back we'll continue our conversation with sonny schindler we'll see you after this break subscribe for free to the coast view podcast on itunes google Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I'm my friend, Captain Sonny Schindler. We always enjoy visiting because he knows I have a tremendous love of, of the outdoors. I've been fishing off the coast of Mississippi my entire life. 
you know, uh, as I mentioned, I've got this exercise I'm going to do tonight, but two of the people that I'm going to mention in this exercise that have had tr a tremendous impact on me are my grandfathers. I mean, they, they were relentless in their showing me their love of the fishing. And my dad loved to fish too, but, you know, when my dad was working and my grandfathers would be in town, we would spend five days a week all day long doing nothing but fishing. But it's, uh, you know, once that gets in your blood and you understand how diversified the opportunities are in coastal Mississippi, man, it just gets, it's just part of you, you know, and then I passed it to my kids and, you know, I said, Hey, listen, Sonny, you'll love this. When I met my wife, Ann, uh, Bahanovich, you know, from, from Biloxi, I used to joke with my friends prior to meeting Ann that if I can ever find a woman that can rig a cigar minute on a sea witch, I'm going to, I'm going to marry her. <laughs> And that's Anne. Anne was that person. <laughs> it was incredible. She loves the fish. And uh, it was, uh, we had a lot of fun early in our marriage. And as the kids grew up, you know, we, we, you know, shared that love of fishing with all of them. But that's your story too, isn't it? Yeah. No, I, I, my wife and daughter, they're fabulous. I, I, I don't get them out as much as I should, but I certainly do enjoy the times we do get out. Um, trying to trying to make more time for them, and uh, I've been been on a long stretch of day trips this this year, so it's uh, it's been nice being home with them and and sneaking them out here and there. And they're they're getting good, you know. Mar Margo Margo's getting taller and and you know just better. You know, she's yeah. real coordinated and she yeah. gets, she picks things up real quick. She's, she's, she's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Here. It's a, you know, you have a feel for it. You know, you know that, I mean, it's uh you can, you can be standing next to someone who might've been a bass fisherman at some point and you're, you're trying to get redfish respects and you can catch one on every cast and they can't seem to get a bite. It's just, you just have to, it's just, you got to have a feel for it. It takes time and experience. And as a charter boat captain, you know, one of the keys to your success is teaching people, how to find that little sweet spot <laughs> and, and get the fish to bite. I know you know that. Hey, let's do this. We're, we're going to, Kyle, you can get ready. We won't show these right away, but for the Facebook and YouTube audience, we're going to show a couple of pictures, but for the radio audience, we'll describe to you what we're looking at. We're going to run through some pictures here shortly, but before we get to these pictures, talk about the unique situation you have at Cat Island. Yeah. So I, I think we're in our 10th or 11th year out there. Um, We've we've been leasing this absolutely gorgeous uh, three-story house out there with, and I mean house, like not a camp or a chalet or a you know lodge. This is a house like you pulled out of a very nice community. And uh, Dr. Don and and Katie Gaddy have been so nice and accommodating to letting us letting us work out there. Um, the house, you know, is full power, full AC. It's got a well. Um, everything from the shrimp boil to the direct tv to the charter fishing to the unbelievable meals captain kenny is out there whipping up is is all included and it's look it's that thing is a beast we we've got three or four boats from april to early november allocated to that and that's all they do so that's that's a big part of why our fleet's so big is uh we we rotate boats all year in and out of there and it's 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 awesome. And some some of the groups we've had have been with us since day one, so you know we've been fishing with these same people for three, four, sometimes five days on these these trips. Uh, you know, watching, hearing the stories of their kids growing up, or them 
having kids and them getting old enough to come out there with us, uh, bringing the wives, bringing, bringing college buddies. It's, it's just, it's neat. It's like, it's like their home away from home. It is. And, and you, all year, I mean, you get, you get, you know, little texts and, 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 uh, emails and calls from them all year round. Just, Hey man, waiting on this and saw you caught this out there. And we, you know, we try to up our game every year and, and do different things. The, uh, try to keep them guessing, you know, yeah. whether, whether we're, we're getting better at the birding. We're not quite there, but showing them new things with all these birds that come in and out. And, uh, Alex bringing in the big boat and, you know, sneaking some people out to go catch something we haven't caught yet, you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's cool. It really is something to be seen. Close, close to the to the shore, doesn't require a super long run to get there, but it's like paradise when you do get there. It's incredible. Hey, so uh, Kyle, if you don't mind, why don't you why don't you flash up just one of the photos and uh, some of these trips that we're going to be showing show photos from. And again, for the radio eyes, we'll be we're going to tell you what we're looking at, but. Uh, some of them are, are trips that, that uh, Sonny did, and some of them are, are trips that some of the other captains did. But what he's showing now looks like a really proud father and a son on the front of a boat with a really nice bull red. This is a great time of year to catch bull reds, isn't it? It is. And that's uh, my daughter's soccer coach and one of my good friends, Joseph Cuter, and his son, Jake. Uh, I think that was his, uh, his birthday trip. He comes every year for his birthday. And he gets to pick what we do. He wanted a big fish, and after we we uh, caught some dinner on the speckled trout, and white trout, we went and did that and uh, caught him caught him a big bull red out there. That was a Louisiana marsh trip, his first one. We we've been keeping him in close, and he's uh, he was ready. It was a beautiful day and big old fish. Yeah, it looked like it was slick. You know, I should point out for the radio audience in the background, the water was absolutely <laughs> dead calm, slick. In fact, I'll show you something on my phone. This is the uh, this is the picture on my phone, and you can see uh -huh. uh, I took this a couple of weeks ago, about sixty miles offshore. It was just un it was just unbelievably calm. I mean, I, I don't know that I've ever seen that before. My, you know, my back uh, loves those days. Yeah, yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Of course, I'm in a bigger boat, but it, you know, I don't like the pounding. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, hey, so, uh, so Kyle, why don't you flash up another one real quick? I, you know, I love. You know, it's interesting because you can catch those with our officials talking about the redfish, or you can maybe do like a mullet head on the bottom, or you can go, you know, look for them in the glass minnows. What's your favorite approach? Say the the looking for the redfish. 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 Yeah. I'll take it any way I can get it, my man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If if I could, if I if I had to choose sight fishing this time of year, um, but I I'm not picky. I I'll take them anyway. If it, if they're on the bridge in murky water or uh, in a deep pass or uh, you know in six inches of water fenning. Uh, yeah. I'm always happy to get them, but I do like that sight fishing. That's yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, uh, Cal. Throw that other picture back up here. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see it. Hang on. We're gonna. There. There we. Oh, there we go. There's <laughs> yeah. a couple. It looks like a redfish, a, a Jack Cravel, and uh, it looks like a uh, black tip shark, maybe. Black tip shark. So yeah. this is right out front. You can see the the house at Cat Island from where this was. Yeah. And this this was a group. Uh, I. I I want to say Midwesterners, uh, some of our some of our farmers that come in, 
Um, and they they love they could care less about speckled trout and because most of them fly and don't care to bring home a bunch of fish. But you know, I, I don't. They I've never a, been out west. They want a good fight. Right. I, I've never been out west in the Midwest, but I know we have better shark and bull red and Jack Ravel fishing than they do. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what they wanted. That and that picture was an actual triple. Like they all came in at the same time, and luckily nobody got hurt. It was it was pandemonium, and we had a yeah. boat. I think Alex was right next to us in his smaller boat, in his catamaran, doing the same thing, and they loved it. They absolutely. You just, are loved you bottom it. fishing? That day we were. We were we were drifting pogies and mullet uh, out out in the near the ship channel by Cat Island. Yeah, and they were yeah. just they were just there. They yeah. it couldn't have happened at a better time. Isn't that awesome? That's that's so cool. Yeah, and what I should say also to the radio audience is lots of smiles on their faces and. That's pretty cool. We should, we should flash another one, Kyle. So uh, it, it's neat to to reflect on these amazing trips. This ah. is, a, this is, like, is that a husband and wife with a nice Jack Cavell? Yeah, that's uh, Brad Pitt and uh, Selma Hayek right there. No, that, <laughs> me and uh, me and my wife Stephanie. That this yeah. was the last trip we did, um, and we did the same thing as with uh, Coach Joe. We went out and got got some white trout and specks to eat that we forgot to eat that got brought out to cat island and we ate them there um but yeah she she's been with me on a lot of stuff she's caught tuna and grouper and marlin and cobia and everything but she never caught a jack crevel and she she's tough man she's a pit bull that fish that fish was one of the most you know grueling things she's ever dealt with uh she did it and she will not give up that's you know part of why i love her so much but she 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 that was the closest she's ever come to throwing in the towel and look <laughs> hey you know what hey sonny again people who've done this before will be able to relate to this and people who haven't done it before who like to fish they might want to do this and that is it's fun to catch a you know 25 to 30 pound jack in shallow water with sure. a spinning reel and just let them scream the drag and take a lot of line and i mean it can be an epic battle in in, 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 in shallow water hey listen we're coming to the end of the segment when we get on the other end we'll just kind of keep this part of the conversation going but this is captain sonny schindler from shore thing charters and we'll see you after this break So listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. I'm going to get with the governor and tell him that he needs to have the marketing agency for the state of Mississippi have a slogan around the outdoors that says we are the capital of the outdoors. That's what we're talking about right now. And this is why we're the capital of the outdoors, uh, what we're talking about now. So we're, let's keep going through. we got about six minutes and 50 seconds, and we're going to run through some more photos and give you a sense of some of the other fish that we've oh, nice. caught. That is a great picture of a bunch of speckled trout and redfish at the ship, excuse me, at the Cat Island house with a bunch of happy people in the, in the picture. It was, and and the and the young lady sitting on the ice chest in the middle. This was actually a memorial trip. Her uh, her husband passed away last year, and he's been one of the the uh, 
members that's been coming for years and years, um, and all their friends and family came this year to uh, to show tribute to him. Great guy. Just that's so um, that's so special, man. You know, you look at look at them. They look so close, and yeah, you can see a lot of love in that picture. Plus, a great fishing trip. Cal, why don't you uh, flash another one here? Uh, a nice shark, nice shark. Sharks are fun for kids, aren't they? They they loved it, man. And and this one, that's one of the bigger ones I've put in the boat this year. Um, I maybe shouldn't have, but he had never <laughs> caught one. And you know, I think his his brother was with us, so he he had to one up his brother, but. That that young man will never forget that trip. So he's he, that is ingrained in his brain, and he he will forever, you know, be tied to fishing in the outdoors. Now whether he he expands it, that's up to him. But we definitely yeah. laid some good groundwork there. Life changing, and a family that fishes together stays together. We know that very well. Hey, listen, have you seen the video that's been passed around showing the father in the boat with the two sons, and they've got a shark, and he's trying to take the hook out? You can see that he's not doing it right. The shark, <laughs> the shark reaches up, grabs his little finger, and turns three times, and his finger was gone just like that. Mm. And you know, I, I I know how to handle a shark. I know you do as well. But you can't take any chances for people who've not caught sharks before. Even the little sharks, they are they can they can twirl back and latch on so fast that it make your head spin. You cannot take the chance. If you don't know how to handle one, don't do it. Isn't that right, Sonny? That's right. Just cut. If you don't know what you're doing, just cut the line. Cut the, cut I, the I, line. I the hooks you. are gonna, you know, they corrode fast. They work their yeah. way out, no problem at all. Kyle, show me another one. Um, another happy lady with a really nice redfish. Yeah, that was right there in the middle of Bay St. Louis. Uh, that was a trip. We, we picked that group up uh, from the Hollywood Casino. Who's, you know, that's such a neat little place. And it looks like they're going to be doing some more development to expand their, their waterfront. So yeah. that was a good day. Nice and calm. Isn't that cool? See, here's a, here's it looks like the marsh somewhere. Maybe Cat Island Marsh. Cat, Cat Island. Flounder. That was, I, I think... Uh, I think that was on the last morning that you know we do a quick trip the last the last morning before we go in and i think uh one of the guys got to go home with that one that's probably the biggest one we've seen this year i think darren darren said it was five pounds or something yeah beautiful flounder great eating yeah. fish for sure <laughs> any more kyle uh oh yes there's, there's a there's a woman with a nice red fish uh it looks like some structure in the background yeah, that's this. That's right there in the Bay of St. Louis. That's the CSX train bridge. I think Captain Paul uh, took them, and uh, it's good. You know, with with the with the low salinity in the years past, um, that that whole Bay area was kind of void. Uh, yeah. There wasn't much life, and we, you know, with with the little breeze that gets kicked up, that is such an awesome place to fish when there's fish there because you can get out of that chop for people that. I mean, I don't want to fish and chop, you know? You know, Sonny, what's interesting, and I didn't fully realize this was going to happen, but as we discuss these fish, and we're going to come to this triple tail here in a second, is that it gives us a chance to see where you caught the fish, and you get a chance to see the diversity of all the water that you guys have access to. It's a little bit different in every little spot, depending on salinity, depending on, you know, the, the wave situation and the rain and whatever. It's just unique. You're very diversified, aren't you? Very, very. Yeah. You know that. So uh, that, we just saw a big triple tail. Yeah, that that was uh, that's a uh, a fellow rocket shawl. That's Kirk Edrington. He graduated with my older brother. Um, he's with uh, Greenscape Brothers. They they do the the pools and stuff around town. Captain Kenny took him from a Cat Island trip 
to go ride around and look for them. Uh, I believe we turned that one in the supper before uh, before we left the island. I don't but, blame uh, you. That's a beautiful white meat. Uh, we've yeah, been touching a bunch of those actually. Hey, Rusty, that's enough out. for now, Kyle. Thank you, man. We're gonna we're gonna get sort of ease down. But I'll say this: when I saw the triple tail, I couldn't help but think about Chris Gert Senior. And my our friend Chris Gurus Jr. and uh, I talked to Chris, who was at his father's uh, con- uh, condo down in Panacea. You know they have the restaurant down there now. And um, you know at the time that I talked to them, they were actually preparing for the hurricane. And at the time, the hurricane was supposed to literally pass right over them. Of course, that didn't happen. They were able to get out with uh, virtually no damage. But um, boys, senior Chris Gurus Sr tagged more blackfish yeah. in the Gulf of Mexico than anybody because of you. Well, he, look, he was well on his way. I, we, uh, we just kind of teamed up and he did some stuff that I, I learned from, we, we learned as much from each other easily. That, that, that guy didn't really need my help. Hey, he, my he pride and joy. Here's a. I'm showing him a a fly that Chris Gert Senior tied. But this, look at this. It's, it's, it's a work of art. I almost don't want to use it. I would. But this is what he used for for black for for triple tail, and he was good at it and passionate about it. Anyway, we're out of time, Sonny. It's been a pleasure, man. It's been oh, a pleasure. Yeah, I'm glad you guys had a great summer, and I hope the fall goes equally well. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. This has been Captain Sonny Schindler from Shore Thing Charters. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.